Imagine a world where you can get shiny, healthy-looking hair color without spending hours in the salon. That is what you'll get when you color your hair with Madison Reed. Madison Reed makes coloring your hair at home super easy. That's because they give you all the tools you need to succeed, starting with the color quiz, their try-on tool, and color specialists ready to take your call or chat with you so you can make sure you're getting exactly what you need. Unlike many other hair color brands, Madison Reed Color doesn't contain harsh ingredients like ammonia, PPD, or titanium dioxide. Instead, it's full of ingredients that nourish your hair, like keratin and ginseng root extract, so you get shiny, healthy-looking color. So, if you're ready to look like you went to the salon at a fraction of the price, starting at just $22, head right now to madison-reed.com. Use our promo code THESHRINK, and you'll get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. That's promo code THESHRINK. All one word. From Wondery and Bloomberg, I'm Joe Nocera, and this is The Shrink Next Door. I'm Krista Ripple the senior producer on The Shrink Next Door. Joe's reporting raised a lot of questions about what exactly happened between Marty Markowitz and Ike Hershkoff. In the last episode of the series, we heard Marty talking with the New York Department of Health about his complaint against his former psychiatrist. This week, we heard an update to that complaint. Joe's in the Hamptons this week, so I called him there. Hi, Joe. Hi, Krista. So, Joe, what happened this week? On Monday morning, the New York State Department of Health posted on its website a series of allegations against Ike Herskoff, who was the subject, of course, in The Shrink Next Door. And at the very top, the very first page, the first thing it says is these charges are only allegations which may be contested by the licensee at an administrative hearing. Now, I want to point out these are not criminal charges. They strictly have to do with whether a psychiatrist has acted in an inappropriate way. And then over a series of about seven pages, it lists a series of allegations from two patients, patient A and patient B. And who are patient A and patient B? And what do their allegations include? Patient A is Marty Markowitz. He said, respondent, and remember, respondent is Ike, Respondent exercised undue influence on patient A in such a manner as to exploit the patient for his own personal financial gain, including but not limited to, and then it begins by talking about in February 1984, patient A and respondent created a private charitable foundation. You recall that's the Your Own Foundation. Respondent's wife and patient A were the board members. Patient A was by far the largest contributor to the foundation, while respondent directed almost all the disbursements, including writing several checks that respondent made out to himself personally. Um, Mm. Then they talk about the estate and how patient A, Marty, executed a will in which he left his entire estate to the foundation. Patient A appointed respondent as the executor and respondent's wife as successor co-executor to the will. Patient B is the patient that we identified in episode four as Emily, which is a pseudonym. Let me read from the allegation. The document says, in or about 1985, the respondent, that's I, commenced an intensive psychotherapeutic relationship with patient B, a 28-year-old female at the onset of treatment. 
Patient B's active therapeutic relationship with respondent extended through 2003. Respondent violated acceptable ethical standards of psychiatry by engaging in inappropriate business, financial, and social arrangements with patient B, including, but not limited to, extensive social involvement, inappropriate physical touching of a psychiatric patient, permitting patient B to deposit significant sums of money with the foundation, that's the Urone Foundation, you recall. As previously alleged in factual allegation A, the respondent was a board member of the foundation and had the authority to make disbursements. Failing to attempt to persuade patient B to revise her will upon being informed that the patient had designated the respondent's children as the sole beneficiaries in her will. And finally, respondent failed to maintain a record that accurately reflects the evaluation and treatment of patient B. So what happens next? The document says that a hearing has been scheduled for September 24th, and Ike is expected to attend. Ten days before the hearing, he has to have responded to the charges. If he does not respond to a particular charge, the document says the Department of Health will then view those charges or that charge uh, as being admitted. Finally, the Department of Health says that after the hearing, the board will decide whether the allegations are true, and if so, what punishment should be meted out. And the document very specifically says it could include the loss uh, of Ike's license. Has Ike commented on any of these allegations? We reached out to Ike for comment. So far, he has not responded, but if he does, we will post an update on Bloomberg.com. I'm going to continue reporting on this story, of course, and we expect to come back with a more detailed episode later in the year. Great. Sounds good. Thanks, Joe. Thank you, Krista. From Bloomberg and Wondery, this is a special update to The Shrink Next Door, a story about power, control, and turning to the wrong person for help. If you'd like to help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts and every major listening app, as well as Wondery.com. Visit Bloomberg.com slash ShrinkNextDoor for more on this story, including images and extended content. If you're listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe over the cover art of this podcast. You'll find the episode notes, including some details you may have missed. You'll also find some offers from our sponsors. When you support our sponsors, you help us bring you our shows for free. And thank you. The Shriek Next Door was written and reported by Joe Nocera. Senior producer is me, Krista Ripple. Bloomberg's head of podcasts is Francesca Levy. Sound design on this episode by Jake Gorski. Executive produced by George Lavender, Marshall Louie, and Hernan Lopez for Wondering. 